0: But uh, do you like to go fishing with your buddies or by yourself? Um, I like to go with my buddies. Okay. I don't know if I'd say they're my buddies or more my brothers. Okay, um, oh, that's cool. Like we just have, um, we're very reliable people who are okay. all very passionate about fishing. Okay, so okay. Um, You like to be with other p- buddies, brothers that are really passionate, yeah? Yeah, so if you have somebody who's super reliable, very uh, knowledgeable, and like really wants to catch whatever's yep. at the end of your line. Okay. If you, you want to be with them. people,
1: yeah. you're probably going to catch the fish. Okay. Okay. Um, you help each other then? It's like if you get something big. Yeah. Um. Like.
0: I mean, a couple, a couple weeks ago. No, it was about a week ago. My friend Xavier was fishing at Tenney Park, and I was at work, so he couldn't call me. So he called his brother Kyle, and he had a 50 inch muskie on wow and just swam up and grabbed his like 10 inch bait he had like a 10 inch sucker on it came up and grabbed it right and he's fishing in the fast water so i'm like well xavier what are you gonna do yeah he's like well I'm i'm gonna call kyle so he calls kyle his brother comes his brother is also super like reliable he um he holds the rod for xavier xavier swims up this like 52 degree water. Whoa. Grabs the 50 inch muskie. Whoa. And brings it back in. No way. Yeah. Wow. So like if he didn't have his brother there. Right. He needed his brother. Yeah. To get that fish in. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Then sometimes if you don't have people, if you don't have your brother, like when you really need them. Right. Right. You get in big trouble when you need them the most. (laughs) What does that mean, get in big trouble? Well, you'll have the biggest fish on of your life and you won't be able to bring it in. Okay. Like... Xavier called me and he's like bro there's there's a 7 foot sturgeon here I'm like 7 foot sturgeon 7 foot sturgeon and he was not lying no he wasn't lying I have a picture of it oh. um it was there's this picture it's him or it's the sturgeon and then it's like this ilmi- illumination Yeah. what you call it yeah. illustration yeah okay okay of yeah. him and his brother trying to pick the fish up um and this was at tiny Park yeah tiny Park um so he calls me he's like bro i i hooked it i hooked it i have it on i'm like well xavier i'm at work i can't help you i i don't know what to do he's like well is there anybody you could get over here i'm like well i don't know let me see so i call emerson i'm like this, this is my other fish brother i'm like he, he has a seven foot surgeon on he's like well boss i'm four hours up north you <laughs> can't go oh so i'm like okay well let me see who else we got so i'm like nathan Xavier has a seven foot sturgeon on, he needs your help. I'm at work, Emerson's four hours north. Nathan says, well, I'm at the Mississippi
1: River. Oh no,
0: true story, huh? Yeah. He's, he can't go. Yeah. Um, so
1: what happened so next?
0: Xavier's trying to get this fish in, the seven foot sturgeon, and he's like, okay. So he calls Kyle, Kyle comes, but that's only one person. This is an 150 pound fish. You're gonna need so, more than one, yeah. So Kyle snags it on this lure and he has, he has it on two rods now, right? 30 pound braid on one like 12 pound line on the other unbelievable so they're fighting this fish and xavier calls me he's like any luck i'm like well they, they can't come oh. He's was like okay well what do i do i'm like well here's what's gonna have to happen you're gonna have to find two people that you trust they're gonna have to hold your rods right. and you and kyle are gonna have to go into the water like, go into the water again it's 52 degrees oh man <laughs> and i'm like, xavier, like that's what you gotta do this is what you gotta do you have to swim up this is like Fast, rapid water. I'm like, you have wow. to swim up the rapid water. Right. And then you have to grab this fish and right. swim it in. He's like, okay, okay, let me try.
1: Your two buddies a so, old rod.
0: Uh, he's like, I'm going to go and I'll call you back after. I'm like, okay, okay. His phone dies. And he calls me three hours later. I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, I lost it. I'm like, what do you mean you lost it? He's like, well, lost I, gave, I gave the rods to these two guys. One of them was my friend. And the other one was like a stranger. When uh, I, I walked out there, I get a firm grab on this fish. I grab it. It just shakes me off, like effortlessly. Oh. And it oh. darts. And when it darts, no big deal, right? Because then you have the drag. Right. But no, his friend grabbed the spool. Oh. Grabbed the spool of the line. Locked so the it. line can't come out. Oh, And Sturgeon you just... You need, s-
1: to- need to give it a cushion. You need
0: to get a slack to it. Yeah, because it's a 150-pound fish and 30-pound braid. It's going to break. Drag. It just snaps clean. Oh, Lost it. And Xavier's just like oh so what's the moral of that story (laughs) if you want to catch big fish but do big things you need
1: people that you trust oh wow (laughs) that's good phileas yeah if you want to catch big fish do big things you need to have people that you trust wow that's powerful yeah that's powerful Oh, thanks so much, Phileas. This yeah. has been so much fun. I have learned course. a lot. I'm inspired by your stories, and I hope we can hang out again. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And uh, here on the pier and on the beautiful shores of Lake Mendota. I love Poetic. it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's been such a blessing to have uh, Phileas be such an integral part of this Let's Go Fishing series. and. Uh, the inspiration that he's brought, the stories he's brought, the, the insights and practical application that he's brought, it's been uh, a lot of fun. I love what Phileas uh, said when I asked him, do you like to go fishing alone or your buddies? And What did he answer? He said, I like to go with my buddies. And then he said, really? But they're my brothers. They're like my brothers. They're so close. I like to go fishing with my brothers. I thought about that that day when he, when he shared that. And it's so true as when you talk about going fishing for people. Do you like to do it alone or or with others? Well, it's better with others. It's better that we go fishing for people with one another, with each other. And uh, fishing with your buddies. Look around the room. Let's go fishing. Today we wrap up our series. Let's go fishing. Phileas said, amazing things can be done. When, when you have strong, reliable, passionate, and knowledgeable people fishing with you. You know, and, it may, it may, and the moral of the story, amazing things can be done in life when you have strong and reliable people around you, whether it's in fishing, in life, or in the church. And two great illustrations were with Xavier, Phileas's buddy, where, where he had those two trustworthy people with him, helping him, and they brought in that 50-inch muskie. And then when they had a stranger and somebody didn't know much about fishing with and they were not very passionate, knowledgeable, or reliable, they lost seven-foot sturgeon. And so it is for us as the church, let's go fishing together. Be for one another strong and reliable and passionate and knowledgeable about fishing for people. Let's fish with our buddies. You know, that's really the, sto- the story of the fishing accounts that I was referring to a couple of times in this series. First of all, in Luke chapter 5, the fishing story that we looked at in the first couple of weeks of this series, uh, Jesus was teaching on the shoreline And Peter and his fishing companions had fished all night and had caught nothing. He says, launch out into the deep water because I can see what you can't see and I can do what you can't do. Come on, boys. Don't just wash your nets and go home and get some rest. One more time, launch out into the deep water. And verse 6 says, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. That's a winning combination. All his companions, all Peter's fishing partners, plus Jesus, created a boat load and a net-breaking load of fish. And so it is with us. Let's go fishing with our buddies. We need each other. And then in John chapter 21, the passage from last week, uh, Jesus, after his resurrection, was appearing to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. Again, Jesus loved the lake, would love Madison in the summertime. Jesus spent a lot of time on the lake, around the lake. His ministry headquarters was on Lake Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, north. West side of Sea of Galilee, and so Jesus is by the lake. Afterward, verse one of chapter twenty-one. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee, and it happened this way: Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. And if you count those up, that's seven buddies, seven disciples. And I, I'm going to go out. I, I'm going out fish to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, "We'll go with you." <laughs> Let's go. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. The main point for today is they were together. They had their buddies. They had their partners. They they were together in the fishing enterprise, and so it is for us. Fishing with our buddies in the church. Amazing things can be done. When you have strong, reliable, passionate, knowledgeable people around you in fishing, in life, and in the church. Let's go fishing together. Are you in? Fishing for people is our main business, our main business. It's not our only business. But it's our main business. And we talked about in in week two of of this series how how from Luke chapter five that fishing for people, and i tried to make it real practical. Fishing for people doesn't mean that we're uh, trying to lure people and attract people and hook people artificially. That is what it means to fish for people. But it means to fish for people naturally, genuinely, authentically reaching out to others, drawing people to Christ through your friendship with them, through a worship service, through a children's activity like this week at Asbury at the park, through a children's, another children's ministry, through an online connection. Fishing for people is not artificially luring them and drawing them to Christ, but it's genuinely, naturally, authentically. How? Through our invitations. We talked about that in week two, through our invitations, through our life, through our, our integrity and our, our authenticity, our words, our actions, our, our, our integrity. It's through, also through our words, sharing our story, sharing what, what, does, what difference does Jesus make in your life? What difference does prayer make in your life? What difference does faith make in? What difference does the church make? What difference does the Bible make in your life? Think about those questions. Answer those questions and then share your answers. That's sharing your story. What difference do those factors make in your life? When is the last time you've told somebody the answers to those questions and then asking them about their story? Right? Ask them about their life. Taking a genuine interest in them. That's fishing. I imagine for Phileas and for others that like to fish, fishing alone occasionally is good, right? And it's relaxing and refreshing and you need those times of fish alone, but the joy and the fun and the celebration is when it's multiplied with your buddies, and so it is in the church. Think about those uh, pictures in the fishing video, the dad's fishing video earlier in the service. You know, the, all those smiles and the joy, you know, that, that was because of the fish that they caught, right? But you know what it was more about? The person behind the camera taking the picture. It was about their friends, their family members, their dad, their mom, th- those that were with them fishing. It was them fishing together that brought the joy and the smile and the laughter on their faces as they celebrated their catches of fish. Fishing for people is our main business. Jesus himself said so. Before he ascended into heaven, after his resurrection, he had some final instructions for his disciples. And usually final words are important words, right? And so these were his final words to his disciples before he ascended back into heaven. He said in verse 18 of Matthew 28, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Go. Don't just stay here. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. You go, you tell, you make disciples, you baptize, and I'll be with you. And the Holy Spirit came with them and us. And then Jesus also said in those final instructions to his disciples, again, before his ascension back to the Father in heaven, he said in Acts eight, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will bear witness of me. You will tell others about me, about the difference that I make in your life, about what you experienced from me You'll be my witnesses. You see, it was Jesus' final instructions because it was his early disciples and 21st century disciples' main business, fishing for people. I I love our vision and our mission statements because it captures Jesus' heart. And it captures Jesus' main priority. And it captures what Jesus' commission was to his early disciples. Our vision, which is what we want to see. Vision has to do with sight. So what we want to see is this. Caring within and reaching out that all may know Christ. That all may know Christ. Caring within and reaching out that all may know Christ. Would you, would you say that with me? Let's, let's together say our vision statement. Caring within and reaching out that all may know Christ. Let's say it, and let's also do it. And then our, vi- our, our mission statement is what? Our mission statement is to expand God's kingdom. You see, it's carrying within and reaching out that all may know Christ, and it's to expand God's kingdom, grow God's kingdom, build God's kingdom, not letting God's kingdom shrink, but to grow God's kingdom, to expand God's kingdom by inviting others, come on, inviting others to explore the faith. Let's check this faith out. Who is this Jesus and what does God's word say? To explore the faith, to experience God. Not just to know God at a head level, but to experience God. That's what people long for, an experience of God. To experience God and to extend service to others in the name of Christ. Let's say our mission statement together. To expand God's kingdom by inviting others to explore the faith, experience God, and extend service to others in the name of Christ. So good. Let's not just say let's do it. Fishing for people is our primary business, fishing with our buddies. Let's go fishing together. You see, when we help each other and support each other and encourage each other and share in the ministry and share in the outreach together, like this week at Asbury Park, when we do it together, we're a blessing to each other and we're a multiplied blessing to those we are reaching out to. Not only were Jesus' final words, his final instructions, communicating his ultimate priority, but he said it throughout his ministry. Throughout his ministry, Jesus communicated the priority of reaching out. What do I mean by that? The parable of the lost sheep and the extensive effort of the shepherd to find the one lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin. And the extensive effort of the woman to turn her house upside down to find the one lost coin, the parable of the lost son, and the sheer joy and excitement in the father's heart when his son came home. Jesus shared three parables of lostness, communicating the priority of reaching out. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says, Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. As he looked at the crowds, he saw them as harassed and helpless. Another translation says he saw them as distressed and downcast, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, his friends, his buddies, guys, the harvest is plentiful. Look, look, just look at it. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. There was nothing that broke Jesus' heart more than to see people who were distressed and downcast, wandering aimlessly like sheep without a shepherd, nothing broke the heart of Jesus more than to see people distressed, downcast, broken, hurting, wandering aimlessly like sheep without a shepherd, and nothing stoked Jesus' heart more than, to, than, to re, than reaching out to them, reaching out to the lost. We are called to see as Jesus sees. Jesus saw the crowds. He saw people collectively, but he also saw people individually. We are called to see as Jesus sees collectively, but also individually. He saw people on the outside, but he also saw people on the inside. And when when he looked on the inside, when he saw people on the inside, what he knew about human nature and what we know about human nature, and what he saw was he saw people who were, harassed and helpless, distressed and downcast. They, they, were, they were wandering aimlessly. In other words, they had no meaning, no purpose. They were putting in time. They were going from day to day. They were surviving, but they were not thriving. Jesus saw them a- and, and like sheep without a shepherd. And what does it say? It says he had compassion on them. He felt compassion on them. His heart broke for them. He wanted something better for them. May we not only see as Jesus sees, but feel as Jesus feels. Are our hearts broken and stirred when we see other people? When we really see them? Do we have compassion? Our our hearts stirred and broken when we see people who are wandering aimlessly with no meaning, no purpose, who are broken and hurting, who are distressed and downcast, who are putting in time, moving from day to day, surviving but not thriving, who are lost, spiritually lost, without Christ. Do we see people as Jesus sees them? Do we feel as Jesus feels? Someone once said that um, one of the greatest tragedies that can happen in the church is when we don't hurt anymore. When we get comfortable and complacent and uh, content. And when we don't feel the struggle and the pain of those who are broken and hurting, those who are lost without Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you this little, just brief little story. Uh, th- about three years ago, before COVID, I was at Harbor Athletic Club and I was just walking around the track and, with my sermon and I, it, was, it was cold in there and I wasn't running, so I just had my sweatshirt on, and my jeans. And all of a sudden, a guy came up to me, was kind of running and kind of hurried, and he was harried, and, 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 I, and I, not, I I think I've shared this with one other person, you know, like, and I was so, uh, he was like, come, 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 help, 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 And he couldn't really, swing pool, swimming pool. And so I ran with him to the swimming pool, and a friend of his was in the deep end of the swimming pool. And I couldn't really tell what was going on, couldn't fully understand. It seemed like maybe a joke, but I realized it wasn't a, joke, the person in the deep in the swimming pool was bobbing up and down. And I'm like looking at him. And I'm kind of paralyzed. And I'm kind of stunned. What, what do I do? I got all my clothes on. and I got my cell phone and sermon on my clipboard. And, and then so I ran out to the front desk. And I said to the front desk guy, hey, hey, come back here. Come back here. I'm, I'm, I, this guy I think is, is struggling. I don't know if he's drowning or what, what's going on. So he runs back. When we came back to the swimming pool, a guy had um, come out from the weight room, was just shorts, and immediately just jumped right in. Put put his arm around the guy and brought him to the side of the swimming pool. And the guy from Harbor Athletic Club called nine one one. Police, fire department came. He was okay, but they wanted to make sure he was okay. And I felt so ashamed that I did nothing. That I was like making excuses for my inactivity, my passivity. My carelessness about a guy who is in the deep end of the swimming pool. And I was thinking about myself and my what I was wearing and I couldn't go in and maybe maybe he's okay and no. I'm ashamed to tell you that story. But how often do we get so passive and inactive we don't do anything? Because we think maybe somebody else would do something. People are lost and drowning all around us. Harvest is plentiful. Let's pray and then let's go. A man died one day and stood before God in heaven and said, God, <laughs> my heart's breaking because look at all these people. They got, they got problems. You know, I'm glad to be with you, but all these people got problems. And I said, why, God, why, why didn't you uh, send help? And God said, I did, I sent you. God is sending you. God is sending me. Let's go fishing. Let's do it together. <laughs> fishing with our buddies. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would help us to see as you see and to feel as you feel and to go be sent today to uh, fish, to reach out, to connect in natural, genuine, authentic ways with the people around us in our neighborhoods, in our community, at the park, at our workplace, in our families. Help us, O oh Lord, to go, to share, to bless, to connect, and help us as a congregation, Lord, to do it together. In Jesus' name, amen.